You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, Chris Russell, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. All right, we're back with Brenda Talent from the Show Me Institute. You guys know and love her. She's on pretty regularly and frequently here. Brenda, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. How about you? We are doing wonderful here in the studio. And, um, man, let's dive right into this. I mean, I love, you know, I, I've, been, I've been listening to you not only on our show, but, um, I, I hear you making the rounds. We were talking last time about, um, some of the, um, the, the, the tax revenues that are coming in, um, and stuff like that. And so what do you think Missouri should do about the skyrocketing property taxes? Well, I think we need to step back and take a, a long, hard look at how we're doing things. There are a number of things we can do because people are, obviously, what we talked about, people filling it in their pocketbook, whether it's their their homes, whether it's their cars, uh, personal property tax, real property tax, we're seeing it going up, and it's going up pretty fast. Um, but there are things that we can do. So one of the things that we can really take a look at is um, for personal property tax right now, there's no rollback provision in personal property tax like there is with um, with um, real property tax. You know, like we, when there are tax revenues that a uh, district wants to impose for real property, there is a cap ultimately on total revenues that they can get, and it's called a rollback pr- provision. We don't have anything like that when we're talking about real property tax. Of course, a better thing would be to begin to eliminate the personal property tax because from a taxing standpoint, taxing mobile property doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If you want a steady source of revenue, you should be taxing property that's fixed. So that's that's one fix for the personal property. For the real property, um, there are a number of different things we could do. First of all, let's make that valuation process fair. I mean, we mentioned last time that we want assessors who are really valuing the property, property whether it's real, pro- whether it's home property, farm property. Uh, commercial property, that they're getting the right valuation on that. Um, most people don't know that uh, while there are some counties that require certificate of values when you, you sell property, most don't. We could require that. But another thing to really look at, because I do think there's a, this sense of unfairness, is to really look at whether instead of picking and choosing different categories of people for which you're going to freeze their property taxes effectively, mm-hmm. we talked about that, is to look, how about creating a cap overall for everyone um, from, an, uh, from an inflation standpoint? Right now, when a county makes its valuation, for purposes of figuring the rollback, they actually do have a maximum 5% inflation adjustment. So when inflation is 10%, you can say, well, they're not getting the full benefit of allowing the values of their properties to, to inflate. The problem is, is when they run that calculation is it impacts people differently. So one of the things we could look at is whether instead of having a 5% overall inflation adjustment, whether that number should be slightly lower because until just recently, we've never hit that 5% cap. The other is to really look at whether we can engage in, um, how we make the overall assessments. In other words, what we found from studies is that homes that are highly valued, so if you have a home in St. Louis County that's selling at $5 million, it typically isn't valued anything close to that. 
If you have a home that's lower valued, it's typically not. So what you have is, again, sort of the middle class gets hit with the bulk of basically having their property assessed properly. Um, and, And the people at the other ends don't. And so to create basically an average and say no one's home, can increase above this average, but you could still appeal. You could still say, well, my home didn't increase by that average amount. It was lower than that to try to create, make the system a little fairer and making sure that the tax burden is, is borne equally by people in your County. Well, Brenda, I'm on the the school board for our town in Nixa and we're, we were just at our meeting this last um, week, last week actually had this very exact same discussion um, just how do we, how do we make it fair? There's, I guess in some towns or, um, you know, cities, they're making, they're passing legislation where, or they're trying to pass legislation where some seniors don't have to pay taxes or they, well, they get, yeah. So what do you think about that? Well, certainly, you know, the legislature is allowing counties, municipalities to put on the ballot that I think we've talked about it. When you, when you, basically freeze taxes for one group of people what you're doing is you're putting a tax increase on other people yeah. right okay so that's not fair the better thing is to have low and fair taxes across the board and you know when we're looking at these increased tax burdens and by the way let's not forget all the federal money that's come into our state because i don't know how much nixa got but i know nixa got a lot of federal money as a result of all all the quote unquote stimulus. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Are, I'm, gonna tell you, I'm speaking for all school districts when they say we didn't get enough. So, <laughs> no, I'm teasing. But, but Brenda, on that money <laughs> that they receive, they cannot use that in a lot of situations when it comes to ongoing expenses. So can they, can they repair a building with it? Yes. Can they buy some buses? Absolutely. Because, but they can't hire personnel or give the personal raises because it's not oncoming or ongoing income or personal property tax income, which by the way, I agree with everything that you're saying, by the way, uh, is, is income that they can count on. So they, if they want to give teacher raises or hire more they teachers, they, they can do it because we know the income is going to continue. But the ARPA funds or the stimulus money that can't be used for those kind of resources, can it? Um, I thought that from, from DESE, with some of the legislation and regulations that they passed, they are allowing some of the funds to be used for personnel um, and to make up that gap. But, um, you know, my, my education people would know that for certain. And I would argue also money's fungible. I've always, you know, a dollar's a dollar. So if I put it in my left pocket, yeah, um, that means I've got some in my right yeah. pocket. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, too, I, and I did forget to mention this, localities actually can offer relief to their taxpayers. So like uh, last year, uh, St. Charles County voted to take their share of the personal property tax and roll it back. So even though, um, or not not assess that additional amount. So counties can give some tax relief to their own taxpayers. The, The thing is, is like with personal property tax, you mentioned, it's divided usually among various political subdivisions. So a county may get a, a part of it, school districts, fire districts, they may get parts of it. So each of those political subdivisions would basically have to vote and say, well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, we're not going to take our, our share of the pie. Um, and we didn't see that happen a lot last yeah, year. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was, I want to, I want to bring this up as well because, um, you know, property taxes, all these taxes and, you know, no one wants to pay more taxes, obviously, but everybody wants to have a great school. You know, we, you know, and then when you, you f- factor in the fact that now with the regulations where I think the Biden administration saying that they're going to go to electric school buses, 
you know, we were just talking about, (laughs) we're talking about in our school district where buses have basically, I was told, doubled in price over the last few years. I think we're paying like $150,000, you know, for a bus. Mm. And with the electric ones, they're saying they're up to three, three thirty, three fifty. Yeah. Yeah. And our cities this week are asking us to conserve energy because of, of it being so hot. So, yeah. so, yeah, being so well, well, one of the things I would argue is really you ought, ought to look at instead of as a school, as a school district, actually having your own buses is whether you can engage a private company to provide that services for, service for you, whether that would be cheaper than you owning and maintaining those buses yourself. The other thing I've got to say is, you know, on our our website, most school rankings, you can go on there and see what the average expenditure is per pupil per per, um, school district. And I would just say, and the studies bear this out too, our problem isn't putting more money in into the school system. It is about using our, our funds wisely and being more flexible, whether that's creating, you know, more competition, which you know that we're, we support because we've, we believe competition makes everyone better, or whether it's really looking at merit pay for teachers, you know, for those teachers who are doing what they need to do and helping the kids move forward, that, that you're rewarding them properly, but it doesn't have to be uniform, you know, that you if you want to attract that calculus teacher um, versus the, the physical ed teacher, you might have to pay the calculus teacher more, and school districts need to have that kind of flexibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But right now, we're basically, you know, everyone's lockstep based upon the number of years and the level of education they receive. That's good stuff. Well, Brenda, we thank you for the work that you and the Show Me Institute are doing. Um, we didn't dive a lot into school choice this year, but or this um, session, but thank you all for what you're doing. We want parents to have rights to put their kids in the best schools that's best for them and their family. And so thank you for all that you guys are doing there. So, All right, Brenda, thank you. Hey, bye. Brenda, who wins tonight, the debate? Give me one name. Give me I'm one. Not supposed, I'm not supposed to be political. All Let's right. just say I like somebody from a southern state. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. Brendan Talent, Show Me okay. Institute. It's time for a traffic update with Don Luzier right here on Wake Up Springfield with Alex and Chris.